0: Hi, thanks so much for joining us with APC Chats, where we basically work to spotlight people, voices, and opinions that deserve a platform and may not often get it. That said, feel free to join us in the conversation, following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: Hi, I'm Sunday Vidal with APC, and I am here today, we are here today, talking with Heather Dobson from GoDaddy. She has so graciously said yes to meet with us and tell us about herself and what she's doing over there. Hi Heather. Hi
2: thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for for joining us. us. I'm really happy to be in Texas. You are a Texas girl. I am through and through. I am a daughter of the Lone Star State. Love that. (laughs) This
0: is a little morbid but I fly a lot and I don't love flying. Yeah. And so I always say like the moment we get to Texas I'm okay whatever happens now I'm all right.
2: Yeah I'm home. (laughs) And that's
0: just kind of weird to think about as long as it happens in Texas.
2: Yeah. Well, because you know Texas. Yeah. There's a great Tanya Tucker song. Do you know the song? No, I'm trying to think. We're gonna have to look it up. Um, But it's uh, when I die, just bury me in Texas. That's how I feel. That's why I'm saying like
0: it's kind of weird because as soon as we get to Texas borders, I'm like, whatever, whatever needs to happen, happen. Like I'm home. We're fine. My parents can find me. It'll be great. That's so morbid and dark, but no, I live in that no. like fatalistic view it's, it's, consistently.
2: It's, I mean, I, I I feel the same. Way. I I'm uh, Arizona is my adopted home state. I've been in Arizona for almost eighteen years, so it's it's my second home, and I really love Arizona. But you know, you can't take the Texas out of a person. No, definitely I no. have a Texas girl, you cannot. Uh-uh. No, no, <laughs>
1: yeah. strong
0: strong woman. Yeah. One of the things, um, we've been hosting these chats, you know, during a specific period where the city is abuzz with ideas and with um, new thinking and kind of challenges of old thinking, and so we wanted to host as many people as possible just to get their perspectives and include them in a conversation where not everybody gets to be celebrated or spotlighted. And one of the reasons I think Sunday wanted to have you join us is because you know, the role that you play at GoDaddy and kind of leading social and, and cultivating a conversation in a community, even just talking about your backstory, like it's it's an obligation and a responsibility and, and you do it with such goodness and like a genuine desire to serve. And I think we just want to hear about like your journey because it was, you mentioned the military and then um, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a, an interesting twist to get to GoDaddy. Yeah, yeah. So just...
2: Yeah, and and so lots of people are are surprised to to hear that because of what I do now. In my brain, the journey makes perfect sense, Mm -hmm. especially retrospectively, right? Right. Like, well, of course I ended up here, of course. Um, So I, when I was in high school, I grew up on a ranch, a quarter horse breeding farm, and uh, I was always one of the guys. I'm an only child. But I have brothers, uh, two, two guys who grew up on the ranch with me. One is older and one is younger. And so I've always considered them my brothers. When I was in high school, I ran around with this group of guys. They were all going into the military. And I've always had this calling or desire to, to serve and to take care of people. And and we talked a little bit before about the people-pleasers, not in that way, not in the people-pleasing way, but in, like, I just want to make sure that people are okay. We all have enough shit that happens in our lives. I just don't want people to have to go through that stuff. And uh, I enlisted, I had an ROTC scholarship um, at Texas Tech. And I went to Texas Tech for a couple of semesters, and then I decided to enlist, (laughs) much to my parents' chagrin, (laughs) because... Uh, I wasn't going you know was going in as an officer and all of this and I had just was like I was ready to go yeah. and and also I was 17 when I started college and I went to a really small school there were somewhere around 53 people in my graduating class and so when I walked into my first class at Texas Tech there were more people in my class than there had been in my entire high school and so there was this little bit of a shock to me um, and I, I just was, I was ready. Like, let me go. It was in 1991 when I enlisted. So right in the midst of Desert Storm. So my parents were, my my dad was very supportive. My mom was supportive, but terrified, you know? And also was like, what can we do to help you pay for school and all this stuff? I'm like, this has nothing to do with school. It has nothing to do with money. And I remember at a point in um, basic training, they asked went around the room and they asked why each of us joined. I was in the Air Force. They asked us why we joined the Air Force. And people were saying, I joined because of the college benefits or I joined to travel the world or I joined to get out of my little town. And I said, I joined because I'm an American and people have lost their lives and shed blood in order for me to wake up every single day with the rights and privileges that I have and the very least I can do is spend a portion of my life repaying that debt. And I firmly believe that, and I still believe that today. Like, let's, let's honor the people who got us to where we are, well, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. It can be family, it can be heritage, whatever it is. <coughs> so, um, had a great job in the military, I was a munitions specialist, that means I built bombs. <laughs> <laughs> which again my dad loved my mom was like I don't want to hear any of the stories <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that um, very quickly uh, after training was sent to the desert um, and spent a significant amount of time in the desert and uh, at the time it was horrible <laughs> you know <laughs> like you're in this really not great location and And that was before email and all of that kind of stuff. But my family and my friends were so great about sending me care packages. Or my little cousins, all my cousins are much younger than I am. And they would send me, like, the funny papers from the newspaper and and that kind of stuff. And I would write them letters. And and, and it was this awesome way to keep in touch. Um, And I originally had planned to stay forever in, in the Air Force. Like, I just felt like that was my purpose and that was um you know contributing and, and and helping and uh when I was about uh like right in the midst of uh, when you make the decision about whether you're going to re-enlist or not uh, my boyfriend was killed in a motorcycle accident uh, he was also in the, in the air force and I was gone when it happened uh, like on an assignment and it was a really freak thing that happened and uh they the my commander thankfully was so nice to 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 bring me back so that i could attend the Mm -hmm. funeral and you know do all that kind of stuff and so that was my first i I'd I'd experienced death before but not in in that capacity you know young love and all of that stuff and so that was a moment where i was like okay what do i really want to do we're here for a very short period of time and also it was really hard for me to be there because it happened on base and for me to drive, right. like, you know, to drive where it happened and all that kind of stuff. And so I made the decision to get out and go back to school and that I wanted to go into law enforcement. I knew that I wanted to go into law enforcement because it's an extension of serving and protecting. Um, my family, like, what is wrong with you? Nobody in our family is in the military. Nobody is in law enforcement. And so there was some struggle. And you're
0: like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, going to do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll just let me do it. And even my grandmother, who we talked a little bit about before, was just like, can't you go get a computer science degree or a business degree or something? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going in law enforcement. This is important to me. So I uh, became a cop in a little tiny town in New Mexico, Portales, New Mexico. Okay. Um, and we had a very small, tiny department. While I finished school, graduated, uh, I graduated at Eastern New Mexico University and decided I took a little vacation and then I was like where do I want to live I hate cold weather I can live anywhere I want so I went to the library I was in Florida at the time went to the library looked at jobs I was like oh I'm gonna move to Arizona <laughs> like that's literally how I chose it I'm like I don't like snow I'm moving to Arizona <laughs> applied for a job w- with Tucson Police Department had to you know go through the testing and everything and got hired and I moved to to Tucson the week before I started I had to ask my background investigator where should I live (laughs) like I didn't know the town at all like you got you ladies are from El Paso so imagine moving to El Paso but you don't know anything about El Paso Mm. (laughs) so I had an amazing time uh, and really really loved being a cop and I was really um, I was really good at it I uh, worked undercover for a period of time Um, I love helping people and in that moment when you're a cop you are with people at the worst moment of their lives mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, and there are lots of, like, I could tell you all kinds of stories about that. Um, but again, I had this, after, after doing that for a few years, I had this moment of, I'm ready to do something else. Which is normal for, for people younger than me now. Of Like, okay, I'm gonna move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. But the way I was raised was, you go to school, you get a job, and you stay at that job for twenty-five or thirty years, or until you die, right? <laughs> Whichever yeah. happens yeah. first.
0: We have those parents. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and and that's okay for right. you, for for you, mom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that's not like I've never, like I I don't, I can't see myself like doing the same thing for twenty years or thirty years. So, I uh, left law enforcement and got my real estate license. And everybody oh man my family was happy then because oh you're a talker you're like yeah. you're amazing you'll, you'll you'll be amazing at it I got my license I hated it <laughs> I hated it so much and it was at a time it was um, 2006 so in the real estate industry in Arizona was hot like yeah. really all you had to do was breathe mm-hmm. and have your license and you were mm-hmm. selling houses but I didn't um, enjoy I felt like I was a taxi service or a shuttle service driving people to houses where they were like, I hate the walls, I hate the floor, I hate... Like, it was all this, like, hate. Where in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you realize that you're looking at a $300,000 house and you can afford to buy it? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was was this. So I thought, okay, well, I've invested this money in getting my real estate license and building a relationship with the broker and these other agents and everything, so what can I do? And I noticed that... A lot of the most successful realtors had software that they didn't, they either weren't using or they didn't know how to use. And so there's there's several top producer and wise agent and even Infusionsoft, like they were using this or they they were paying for it. They actually were paying for it, but they weren't using it. So I just, I um, taught myself how to use each of the software platforms and then went to the most successful agents and said, let me teach you how to use your software, and if you do this, you'll become more productive, you'll become more efficient, you'll make more money, and you can just give me a cut of each one of your commissions. And they're like, done. (laughs) So I had like five or six realtors that were doing that, that eventually just said, I don't even want you to teach me, I just want you to do it, just handle it. And then I said, there's this awesome thing called the internet, and you could actually be (laughs) productively marketing yourself, not the properties, but yourself, And that was 2007, 2008, when I started talking about personal branding and that I'm gonna do business with you because I like you, not because you sent me a postcard in the mail, (laughs) you know? Um, And then started learning more about social was very new. And I was doing uh, marketing, online marketing for an international real estate company and we had properties that were being built in Costa Rica and I started a MySpace page for the properties. Like, Facebook didn't exist then. Twitter was around, Facebook wasn't. So we had a MySpace page. So when I say I'm an early adopter of using social for, from a business perspective, I, it's very like, yeah, early yeah. adopter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very early adopter. And so it's just been this like, progression of, of learning the platform it really has less to do with the technology and more about the people, how you're, how you're marketing and the um, behavior. My my degrees are in psychology and sociology. And so I believe that marketing is predicting and manipulating human behavior. And whether manipulating can have a negative connotation, but I don't mean it. Maybe I should Inspiring say- Inspiring yeah, human
0: behavior. Yeah, yeah,
2: like guiding or compelling, yeah. the, that kind of thing. And so it's just really been this natural progression for me. And I started, I, I was at a, event where I was listening to a person talk about social and somebody asked her a couple of questions and they were asking specifically about Twitter and she couldn't, she couldn't answer the questions um, and so me being me I raised my hand and it was can I give you an example mm-hmm. of how we're using Twitter to market and to build community and all of this kind of stuff and she said yes absolutely and after that I had two women physically grab me from behind <laughs> and say we want to hire you I said, no, I have a job, because that's my mentality, right? Like, you have a job. Like, I have a job, because I need stability, and I need benefits, and I need, right? Like, that's hammered into us. And they're like, no, like, you, the way you explain this, and the way you broke it down, like, we need that. They each had successful businesses, but it was 2008, 2009, the economy is starting to, yeah. to tank. They had okay websites, but they weren't doing anything on social And that in that moment is when my business was born Um, and it really was based on helping people. One of those women at the time was 67 years old and she'd published a couple of books um, and she wrote for the Phoenix Business Journal, but she hand wrote everything and then faxed it to her editor and her editor would have someone type it up. Like that's how, and I sat with her, sat right next to her and taught her how to use Facebook. That was before Pages. Wow. Um, it was just pure profiles and taught her how to use Facebook and, and all of that kind of stuff and it really has just it's really grown out of that and at every turn if I just put people first I found that the, the universe delivers to me and in those moments where I'm more selfish or I do things where um, I feel like I have to do them as, as opposed to wanting to do them it never ends up serving me. So I I really, uh, we have a great tech scene in Phoenix, and I got very entrenched in the startup scene and the tech scene in Phoenix, and started doing uh, a lot of social for a lot of tech companies, and uh, found myself in a position at Infusionsoft. Um, I didn't want a job. I don't really like having a job. (laughs) J-O-B, Sunday watches my show, I think, so she knows that I have this phrase that I say all the time about a J-O-B job. Um, I like working in my pajamas I like sleeping late yeah like I don't really want a job but I was looking I was scrolling through my Facebook profile or my Facebook newsfeed and Infusionsoft is this tech company in uh, Arizona where uh, they had they had written this press release released this press release that said that they were building and they were hiring they had a whole bunch of positions that were open and my thought was I know people who need jobs I'm going to go look and see what jobs are available so I can be like, hey, Infusionsoft is hiring. It's a great local company, all this stuff. And I remember very distinctly, like with my finger on the screen, like looking down and I see social media, uh, social media specialist, I think is what the title was. And this instant, instantaneous feeling of, well, that's my job. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like not, I think I'll apply for that or maybe I should. No, it was that is my job. Like, the universe created that job for me. Um, and if you know, do you guys know who Pam Slam is? Pam Slim, uh, she's written some amazing books. Um, Escape from Cubicle Nation is one of her books. and uh, Thank you, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you are, yeah. you speak and to all of her yeah. hearts yeah. And, and aspirations. Yeah, and, and Body of Work. And her new book that she's working on is fantastic, too. Um, she tells me, she's like, the universe didn't do that. You did that. Like, you created that. So I go to work at Infusionsoft, it's a great time. It only boosts my my own personal brand. Um, and I was at Infusionsoft for a few li- years, I leave, I go back to consulting, and uh, just keep, like I just keep finding myself in this same industry, this tech industry, but really drawn to small businesses, and really drawn to helping entrepreneurs. And really, there's a, there's a story, there really is a story behind it. Um, that I'm gonna tell, and it'll be the first time that I've told it in public, okay? And I may get in trouble, but I'm gonna tell it because I feel compelled to we tell it. We have lawyers. To me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can. We can help. Yeah. So. <laughs> we got you. Well, back. it's it's about my mom. So. Okay. Yeah. So I remember. We have therapists. Yeah. <laughs> we can help. <laughs> I love you, mom. Um, so (laughs) I, I am like, I I really like, I had to search and my like, why am I so like, I want people to know, like you, we evolve, like we really do. Like we go through these evolutions and you don't have to be stuck in what you're doing. And if you don't like what you're doing, then fricking do something else. Mm -hmm. Like we're not stuck in it. Right. And so I did this little exercise in my head where like, where does this come from? And part of it is having experienced death so early um, on in my life and, 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 and multiple times. Um, and just going, man, life is short. Like, do what you're going to do. Life is too short to live one day miserably, Mm -hmm. okay? So I remembered a conversation that happened with my mom when I was 17. Uh, So I was a senior in high school, and my mom was unhappy. My mom and dad are married. They've been married for 44 years and happily married, Uh, but my mom was unhappy. My mom has been in the banking industry my whole life and has never loved the banking industry like she wasn't like when I grow up I want to be a teller at a bank Mm -hmm. (laughs) or a loan officer or whatever she's worked her way up uh, on a high school diploma so I'm very proud of her but we were having this conversation she was unhappy and she was tired and um, I was about to graduate and I'm the only child so you know there's this like what am I gonna do with my life (laughs) kind of thing I think that mom goes moms go through and I remember her being really unhappy and, and being emotional about it and me telling her 17 you can do anything you want to do like you have limitless options Mm -hmm. um you're an american and you're a woman in america like you if you were a woman in another country there's a lot of options you wouldn't have you can do anything you want to do you can quit your job you can go back to school you can do whatever it was that you thought you wanted to do when you were in high school or when you were a kid and i remember very distinctly her saying to me i'm too old to do anything else and she was 37 years old. Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, that's where it comes from. Of seeing my mom, my mom being so unhappy. And thinking that she was completely limited by her circumstances. Or limited uh, by her gender. Or, or by limited her by her age. Limited by the choices that she made. Or um, her perceived mistakes mm-hmm. that she made. Um, and so that that drives me um I want people to know I don't care how old you are young or old uh, (laughs) like there's 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 always an opportunity to do something else and so that's where my passion for really helping small businesses and and that's where my I want to help you lose your job and find your joy that's where that comes (laughs) from yeah lose your job and find your joy. just got that yeah, love I love haven't that. had my coffee. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but
0: that's right. kind of incredible and it speaks to, you know, you lead social community and all things building um, from a social presence and customer support from, for GoDaddy. Yeah. And when you think about what GoDaddy is, it really helps people take their idea public Like, it is the initial IPO for every idea. Totally.
2: Oh, yeah, I love that. I'm stealing that. Go for it. You heard it here first. Yeah. So I'll Um, give you credit, but I'm, (laughs) I guess that's not stealing it.
0: But, but I mean, but that's, that's a powerful, and I think we even started our site with GoDaddy, and I referenced this earlier of, like, It was, I I wish I remembered his name, I don't, but I registered probably a few sites, because he's like, do you have any other ideas that you want to make happen? And it's just that one question, and and feeling very emboldened, and I wasn't drinking, I wasn't (laughs) caffeinated, it was just feeling very emboldened to like, yeah, I do. Yeah, because when
1: I go in there, and I'm like, we have that one, and that one? (laughs) There's like a children's book. (laughs) Yeah. But it's there's another,
0: but just feeling very empowered and like someone was listening and someone believed, not my family, not a former client or former colleague, no one that had any interest in my past or my present, but believed in my idea to make it happen. Yeah, and I'm sure you know there's sales incentives, and I'm not going to dumb it down from like from that perspective, yeah. but just. The simple act of someone saying and what else do you want to make happen
2: right like, yeah well, I love what what is it that yeah. what is your dream yeah um what is your goal and let's take action that's yeah. that's the and that's it's the one component. step it's yeah. one step
0: of owning it yeah. Like, yeah
2: let's take the action because it's one thing to have those ideas or dreams or goals stuck in your head but it's that movement towards action yeah. that makes the big difference and that is that buying that domain mm-hmm. it becomes a little more real even though we all know that like i I've lost count of how many domains I own because we, I have that affliction too where I'm like, Oh my gosh, is that available? I'm buying it. Yeah. (laughs) It happens at dinner parties for us. Like happy hours most often. I'm on it. Yeah. Well, that's when you, that's when you know that you're hanging out with like the right mindset, right? The entrepreneurs and the, 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 um, the people who are compelled to take action. Like I'm going to buy it right now. Um, You guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are people out there who don't own any domains and who don't have any websites. And those are the people who I'm trying to get to um, from my own personal agenda of helping the world find their JOY and also from the perspective of GoDaddy of being that initial, that initial place of, okay, this is where we go buy a domain, but it's also where I can host a website and I can get a website built I can ha- build my own website w- in five minutes and I can build it from my phone of just let's take massive action and let's get you online. Like let's just, let's, let's legitimize just, you. Yeah. And so those, the people who are, have those kernels of ideas and I ask people, what, have you bought your domain yet? Mm-hmm. Do you know your domain name? Um, no. <laughs> okay, well let's talk about that. My Uber driver on the way to the airport the other day uh, we were having the conversation. I always talk to my drivers, always. And he said, Well, I'm i'm starting a uh, Chicago hot dog place. Like, okay. you in town? Uh, in Phoenix. Oh, no, yes, I Uber, in I Phoenix. Know. Yeah. Um, I was like, Can I have a summer please Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can yeah. come over tonight for dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try out some products. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he said, in the And I said, So is it a brick and mortar? Is it a uh, truck? He said, No, it's a cart. I said, Perfect. Like that's that. great. Like that's startup. Yeah. Like, that is a startup, right? Is it's a heart. Awesome. Yes. He said, I also want to do catering. And I feel like having a cart is a way for me to like, you know, I'll be, I can, I've already applied to some festivals. I'm waiting on some of my business licensing and uh, there's some stuff going on in, in Phoenix right now where restaurants are making it harder for a food truck, for food vendors to get yeah, licensed. And it's mm-hmm. terrible.
0: Like somehow they forgot they had a dream just because they yeah. bought some tables and chairs. Yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's terrible. So we were talking about it. I said, okay, what's the name? Um, What's the name? What are you, like, are you just doing hot dogs? He's like, no, I'm doing Italian beef too. And I'm like, man, I need to know this guy. That's the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I, I said, (laughs) now I know, now I know I can just let it loose. (laughs) Um, And I, I said, so where are you at on social media? What, what, like, what are your plans? Have you bought your domain? Do you have a website? Do mm-hmm. you, and he's like, I've started a Facebook page and I've started, like, I'm just starting stuff. And I said, have you bought your domain? Have you bought your www dot whatever? And he said, no, I haven't bought it yet. And I said, you need to buy it. I said, it's going to be like $15, yeah. <laughs> you know, like go buy it so that you've got it locked down. Like that needs to be your first step because that's where you own it. Like, you actually own that. You don't own the stuff that's on on Facebook or on Twitter. And and I have people contact me regularly um, because of a blog post that was written, I think, three or four years ago, a company lost their Facebook page. Like, it just disappeared. Um, And they, like, I had some connections, and I, you know, it was a huge company and a huge page and everything. And so when people lose their Facebook page, they search and my name comes up. And so they send me messages on Facebook. Like, do you know somebody at Facebook who can help us? So I was telling him like, you don't own what, what lives there. So you need to build a website. And I, and I talked to him about our, the new website builder at GoDaddy. And I said, you don't need to be a coder. It's a way to get you online really quickly. Um, and I, of course, I left in my card, and I wrote the information on it, and you know, and I was like, I will, I'm happy to help you. Like, just email me or call me, and and I'll walk you through that. And so, those are the those are the like I live for those moments, and for those moments where I want him to take action. Like, mm-hmm. there's a moment you have to release it, right? Like, you have to give them the power. Mm-hmm. I've given you the tools, mm-hmm. I've given you the power, and you have to no. you have to take the action to make it happen. But when I get those follow up emails of I bought my domain or I start even if I, you know, started my Facebook page or whatever, like, oh my gosh, yeah. that brings me such joy.
1: Is
0: there, awesome. and, and we're talking a little bit about like the role and responsibility of being social and being social on a company's behalf and doing it with service and, and the way that you've always pursued service. And I think that's your, your brand is, you know, every opportunity you're going to help someone get further. Yeah. And we were talking yesterday with a really interesting artist, a young a young kid, and I still call you guys kids, because I'm kind of <laughs> older. And and it's like, okay, so they're all starting their businesses and I want them to. And I want them to succeed, and if I can be a part of it and helping them get further, then that's what I'm gonna help do, because that's where I feel I find my joy. Like, I'm good at assembling a team when they're, mm-hmm. and, and helping nurture them so that they can take care of and build a business. But this, this guy is like, I've registered the site, I have, I did my DBA, and it's like these young, young, you know, recent grads that are trying to figure out how to find their J O I. And it's like, okay, so they have the basics. And I told them, I'm well, like, let's get on a conference call and I'm gonna walk you guys through the five things that I learned when I was doing my thing, and it's like, okay, here's Rocket Lawyer. We need a lawyer, and this is why you're going to need a lawyer versus here's what you're going to need. And so I'm like, does, does GoDaddy invest in any, and I'm, maybe I need to look at the blog, um, <laughs> but like the five questions or the five essential things to after the site, here's what.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so definitely, um, there's we have an amazing um, cadre of guest writers for the GoDaddy blog. Um, the Garage, uh, it's called The Garage, um and so there's always great content on there and definitely addressing those things like what next but uh i when i started at GoDaddy, uh, i was told i had an initial project and it was start a weekly broadcast and and that's all the direction i got (laughs) like start a weekly broadcast we don't care where you do it or how you do it or what like just start a broadcast okay so, and, and GoDaddy had done Hangouts, uh, Google Hangouts, uh, Hangouts on Air in the past. Like, I, it's funny that as an employee at Infusionsoft, I was a guest on the, uh, the GoDaddy Google Hangouts talking about customer service through social. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I was like, okay, well, let me, let me get my feet wet at GoDaddy a little bit. Let me figure out the direction I want to take this. I already knew that we were going to do Facebook Live. Like, we're, like, that's it. Like, we're going to at least start it on Facebook Live. And we'll see where it goes from there. So as I was going to all these events and people were finding out that I worked at GoDaddy um, and they would say either they hate GoDaddy for for whatever reason and I let people tell me the reason because I want to know because maybe I can um, educate you a little bit about our CEO is awesome. We have a new CEO and, you know, all these kinds of things. But more so I get people who say, oh, my gosh, I love GoDaddy. I've been a GoDaddy customer for Five years, 10 years, 12 years, like this long period of time. And I say, okay, awesome. So what products and services at GoDaddy do you use? And they say, oh, but all my domain's there. Okay. Do you use our hosting? Just like I asked you, Hector. Um, do you use our hosting? No. Do you use our email? No. Do you use our email, GoDaddy email marketing? No. Do you use our small business accounting software? I didn't even know you had that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, do you use our website builder? Do you use our managed WordPress? Like, no. So people know GoDaddy as the place to go buy a domain. And that's it. So they're not aware of all these other things that we can do um, to help you launch your business. So it was like, well, that's it. Like, that's the topic of my show is what are all these other things that need to happen in order to legitimize your business? Mm -hmm. Just because you buy a domain, that doesn't make you a business, right? Right. So my idea was I'm going to bring on these guests who talk about that. Uh, So I've had an attorney on the show. And uh, I've had... uh, um, Uh, user experience designers on the show and people who build websites so that we can talk about if you're not going to pay somebody to do it here let us give you some tips on on how you can be doing it Um, I've had Pam slim on the show who talks about leaving your job and how you want to prepare for leaving your job and all of that Um, and so it's this it's all designed to help you do the thing after you bought the domain
1: (laughs) And that's so, excellent. That's great.
2: so that's why, and, and it's funny, uh, I was struggling with the name. Like I couldn't come figure out, I already had the concept and I already had guests lined up, but I couldn't, I could not figure out the name. And I was at a conference with my friend, Nicole Hudson. I was at uh, Digital Crossroads in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> and we're walking down the hallway and we're talking about this. And I said, I just can't figure out, I don't know what to name it. Because it didn't have to be GoDaddy branded. Mm-hmm. And we have, a, GoDaddy has the manifesto of kick-ass. And so I was like, maybe it's like kick ass, something like I just it was not coming and it was very frustrating for me. And we're just walking down the hallway and Nicole goes, Beyond the domain. I'm mm. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like this the angels are like <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. that is it. That's the name of the show because it is what it's do like you yeah. now what? Now yeah. what? Yeah. Once you've bought the domain, now yeah. now what do you do? Yeah. So so that's um that's a big part of, of what I'm doing right now is building out this live broadcast in a way that serves that mm-hmm. okay what else do you do what are the five things i would love to have you on the show Actually, i'm just gonna offer Tuck- yeah <laughs> Mike, absolutely we give away advice
0: yeah. all the time and yeah. especially because you know after being at large agencies and starting careers at large agencies and, and being one of the biggest and and i think you know because of their size and because of who they attract the best and feeling trained that there's so many people who, who need that counsel but don't have those budgets. And if we could be a part of giving the same level of excellent counsel for not that cost, we're in.
2: Yes, 100%. And, and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm doing is just let's, mm-hmm. let's make this show uh, the source of truth and, and the, the place for people to go um, to, to ask those questions or to, to learn that stuff. And, and I, love the, I love live because I love the interaction and mm-hmm. the engagement and the questions that people ask helps me fuel who's gonna be my next guest or what else do we need to talk to. And just my everyday conversations. Um, we have to take ourselves out of what we do every day because we know our thing, yeah. right? Whatever yeah. our thing is, we know it and we forget that people don't know our thing yeah. right when i when i say like people don't people don't not everybody owns a domain and not everybody no. owns a website uh, or runs a website like something as simple as people not realizing that you can own multiple domains and you probably should and all direct them to one website so um i didn't even know that yeah, yeah. so the example is uh on on the show last week i had a website designer and we talked about hometown com. okay and the domain name is k the letter k and the number nine hometown com. and so i said hometown canine should also buy hometown canine the word mm-hmm. spelled mm-hmm. out and some variations and all of that and direct it to one website and she was watching the show and she said you can you can do that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yes, you can't. Not only can you, but you should. should that, yeah. um, and, and I love, remember, I love action. And so within five minutes, she commented during the show, "HometownK9.com has just been purchased. Like That's she awesome, bought yeah, it, amazing. you know? That's so it's awesome. those little things that yeah. we, we know. And so we forget that other people don't know those things. Yeah. And so providing that information, I'm crazy, crazy passionate about doing that because I want people to find that success however they define it
0: which is so i feel the the next generation you guys see that more and more that there is a different way of climbing the ladder yes right whereas we just had intentions to serve or to get a good job and and some of our mothers and us so it was about find a really good job that you could stay with them forever and so breaking off the path somewhat foreign for our time Mm -hmm. but who's coming up and who's coming next they're they're motivated by things that money can't buy. Yes. And it's a freedom to self-express and freedom to self-explore and a freedom to kind of push boundaries or perceived boundaries. So I have, and you've been saying it all all week, and like the future is going to be okay because of who gets to come next. But you guys are responsible for empowering small businesses. You've done it for us. Yeah, I love that.
2: I love to hear that.
0: What would you want to tell um, the next gen? Oh, man. Of thinkers and creators,
2: yeah, builders. Um, you're so right about the the next gen, uh, both millennials and Gen Z, um, that they're they're already have the natural mind state of, well, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just why why not? Um, I wanna I wanna back up a little bit because we were talking about um, you said the kids, like you know mm-hmm. the, the the young people, um, early twenties or late teens coming to us and asking advice Um, I'm like even before that um, I have a friend whose ten-year-old daughter started a business and I talked about it on my show last week because I was like this is my entrepreneur of the week and she's ten years old not only has she started a business she has a philanthropy outreach so that a dollar out of every sale goes to feed my starving children and within a month of starting she donated eighty dollars, eight zero. She donated eighty dollars to feed my starving children. Now, eighty dollars to a ten-year-old is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. To us, it's not a lot of money. It's two games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but to um, to donate it to feed my starving children, it feeds a kid for a year. Wow. And so talking about that, so youth getting involved also, not just the. 20 year olds and the 19 year olds, but, the, but, but youth, whatever generation that is, I don't even yeah. know. Are, are we out of letters now? <laughs> I, mean, I just I call know. them next gen. They're all next gen. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the biggest thing that, that, that I want to say to everybody, but especially to next gen who may still have some of the residual family stuff or people stuff that the dream killers, right? They don't mean to kill our dreams, but they're like, no, you can't, You need to get a job you need to have benefits you need to you know all those things um what I want to say is this is what you how you handle that is you say to someone I accept your love for me but I reject your fear Mm -hmm. that their fear is their own and let them have that fear that's for them to deal with but you can accept their love and concern but you reject their fear so
1: yeah. yeah that's really good that's incredible yeah yeah this has been great I mean it just I'm so thankful I'm so thankful that you that you said yes yeah I just well, I was, because of Dennis you yep introducing us to Isaac Irvin uh huh and then him talking about personal branding and mm-hmm. how that's been a real struggle that's been a real struggle for us yeah interesting to, yeah because I know especially her she likes to just do the work she just likes to get it done yeah And she likes to make her client and spotlight the client. And that's been, so
2: hearing Isaac in that story. Yeah. Yeah. And Isaac, oh my gosh, I have so much love in my heart for Isaac Um, and and to watch him progress too. He's been at GoDaddy for a little over 10 years, but has been on our team and has been in that role for just a few months And you want to talk about somebody like stepping in and stepping up and really putting in the work like he is definitely a shining example of that. And then um, I introduced him to to Dennis um, not that long ago. Really? Like maybe three months ago. Wow. And uh we sat in a room, Dennis and a couple of his um couple of his people, Logan, um, and Isaac and I were, were in there and I've heard all of this stuff from Dennis, right? And Dennis is like cracking the whip on me of certain things <laughs> and he's like, You know what you gotta do. Um but I I remember just sitting in that room and watching Isaac and at a moment he's like like his eyes got really big and it really finally clicked with him of what he needed to do for his role what he does at GoDaddy, and in his life and what he wants to do and all of that kind of stuff and he went to work i mean he implemented everything that, that dennis had suggested and um to, to really watch him go big has been amazing and and i'll tell you um and isaac won't care if i tell you this that it's been um, uncomfortable for him and we have conversations he and i ride to work together often and we have conversations about this like pushing through that discomfort or stop thinking that you're not worthy Will you pick me up on your way to work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. I need to be part of those discussions. Yeah, I
2: don't. Maybe, maybe Isaac and I just need to start doing like Facebook Live from the car. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah That's truly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like nitty yeah.
0: gritty. Make sure the passenger is the one who's recording. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. He's always the passenger because mm-hmm. he loves my car. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and and watching Isaac, you wouldn't get that from him. Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't get.
1: And, and I'm sure it's uncomfortable for everybody, you know, at some point, but just the way how comfortable he yeah. is on camera and how comfortable yeah. he is speaking. You don't, you don't, yeah. you don't see that.
2: Well, and I love, you know, like the why video. So Dennis talks about doing your why your 32nd why, why video mm-hmm. and, um, Isaac shot his shot, his first video and it was like four minutes long <laughs> and, you know, had to cut it down and then he cut it down and it was a couple minutes and he brought it to me and I was like, let's mm, distill it a little bit like I get it I get what you're trying to to do but you're still being very corporate about it like this is this is why and this is this is meant to evoke emotion and compel to action and so we got to really distill that down and he and he did that he put in the work but then he also wrote a blog post talking about that mm-hmm. and saying because that's the whole thing when you tell people hey I want you to do a 30 second why video people are like what? What? what no no I don't my makeup's not right or I need a haircut or how quickly can I lose 40 pounds like. cool.
0: it's called cool sculpting I've already I've already researched it
2: yeah okay let's go can we do it by tonight <laughs> yeah definitely too late <laughs> I already did my
0: why video yeah. because she got back from the conference and made us all do them yes we that. also did time. the modules yes. we bought i i guess um podcast equipment yeah. and how long ago was that conference that
1: was february 9th yeah and 11th was, i think yeah, yeah. so why yeah.
0: videos modules for everything we know yeah videos for everybody we work with the action and I, yeah. oh my gosh i love it she's and the, dennis will
2: love that like it's amazing she's a
0: firecracker yeah. i love it
2: no i mean but it was because of that well and, and it's, it's so it's isaac and dennis like listen dennis I have so, like, Dennis is amazing. It's taken but me still, how many weeks?
1: And I still can't articulate what that conference, and it's like, I have great people in my life, great, really smart mentors. Like, my mm-hmm. sister is, I look up to her because she is, she is gifted with wordsmithing. I mean, she's just gifted. And, but I still have trouble articulating what that conference did, and just being around Dennis. I don't, I don't know if you'll ever
2: be able to articulate it because I often have trouble with that yeah. too. I've known Dennis for about six years, I uh-huh. think. Uh-huh. And I, I tell people all the time, like you have to meet Dennis and he, and he's, uh, he's not that well known. Like he's not like, he's not, he's not going to draw crowds at South by, um, but the people that he's working with and the, the where the places he's going, he's impacting, he has impact. He's not impressing. He's impacting. I love that. And, and that's, the, that's yeah. the the difference, is that like there's a true impact. And um, part of it is that taking action. The other part of it is Dennis really cares. Yeah. He cares. And I think that that's a big differentiator. I talk a lot about practitioners versus personalities, um, because I see a lot of personalities getting on stage or getting all the attention or doing all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, they don't care. I think that's if there's
0: hesitancy to to be that, it's because I've seen it. I've paid yeah. for it. I pay for it on behalf of clients. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the last thing I would want to be known for is surface. Mm-hmm. and i'd I'd rather the work right. speak for itself, or I'd rather the clients, I mean, we have clients that, you know, contribute to birthday videos or send yeah. us their resumes that they think are about to get cut, or I've made justifications for clients so that they don't get cut. And yeah. it's like the last thing I'd ever want to do is dumb it down to a talking point mm-hmm. when there's so much more meat behind delivering or yeah. serving.
2: The fact that you recognize that yeah. means that you're already of service. You're yeah. not surface. Um, so that is already a differentiator for you. So no matter what you did, you can still do the work and you can still show that. But whatever you do, when you have those talking points, that love and that passion is behind it. And that is what shines through, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. And people know the difference. We talked about that a little bit yesterday on my panel of like, recognize the bullshit. And somebody said, well, how do you recognize? And, and two of us on the panel said, you know. It smells. <laughs> you, yeah, it smells. <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> you know, it smells from a mile away. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, and stop buying into the hype of, like this person knows everything, and mm-hmm. you know. But then when you get there and you've spent the money and you're like, like why didn't? How do I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. do I? Yeah. You know how you get out? You leave, yeah. Just walk up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. a place to
0: everything. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, leave, I leave. Like, I, well, that was a learning moment for me. I spent the money on this, but, yeah, just based on that, that you already know that, that you recognize that, you'll you'll never be, that, um, no, she the won't. surface shiny. Mm-mm. You're shining from the inside, mm-hmm. and that's a completely different type of brilliance.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and then I also have oily skin, so like <laughs> there is very shine. <laughs>
1: self-made hey we work with not
0: to be loved on right but i do i think i i wanted to um on the spirit of service and because i think even our mentors or my mentor growing up my first internship carol thompson of the thompson group she's never leave a table without asking how you can help and so i'm not going to let you leave this table (laughs) without saying is there anything we could do for you in your journey with your current gig with your aspirations of
1: So this is
2: this is always interesting when when people do this to me because my my natural right maybe it's not natural my learned response is nope I'm good Mm -hmm. right I don't need any help I don't need you (laughs) You I got this yeah I
1: got this this. that strong Texas Um, yeah
2: yeah yeah and I think that's my learned response Um, but my my I think my natural or instinctual response is for my brain to go okay. Let me think about who I'm serving and how what we do together or how the community that I'm serving can benefit from, from our relationship. Um, what I want your help with is to continue to share the stories of the people who don't get shared. Um, because there are so many of them that are so good and so much better than the bullshit that we're baffled by or dazzled by on stage or on shows or, or whatever and so sharing those stories and, and helping people achieve the level of success that they want however they define success like that's that's truly what i want to see awesome yeah. i'll continue awesome. yeah thank, thank you, you so much for being here Thanks Thanks for totally, joining. Much. totally yeah. m- completely my pleasure Hi, thanks so much for listening
0: to us at APC Chats. Hopefully you'd walk away with some additional perspective or insight that you didn't have before. That said, if you want to continue the conversation, please do so following us at APC Collective on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much.